With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Feed Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I don't have nearly as much pep in my step tonight because the winning streak is over. Yeah, I picked all the wrong unders for the most part. A lot of good unders on the card. I just didn't have them on my card and it came back to bite me. But uh, the winning streak may be over, but the Twitter winning streak is still alive. Yes, somehow, some way, we pulled that one out of the fire. It looked like we were going to have the extra unit on the Nationals all day long. And then there was a late surge of voters that backed the Oakland A's to the under. And I want to thank them because it ended up in that tie situation. I had to be the tiebreaker. And since I already had two units in the Nationals because of my newsletter play, I decided I didn't want three units, so I went the Oakland direction. I had that hunch about Cabrera having a good start to begin with. He got the job done. We keep the Twitter vote rolling. Four straight wins. We'll try to make it number five on Saturday. But like I said, the law of large numbers, things start to even out. I've guessed wrong in that 50-50 situation with the tiebreaker most of the season. Now I got one right. That's a good sign, hopefully, of things to come. Rest of the card, like I said, it was bad. I still have one play pending in the Giants' first five minus the half a run against Baltimore. That game's tied at two currently. Not feeling the best about that either. But I lose on the Reds. Under the one and a half, Corbin Burns made some mistakes, and it cost us. We lost the ticket. Then I had Zach Wheeler. I backed him against the Nationals under the one and a half. This one I didn't have to swat out. Wheeler gave up two runs in the first, so the bat was over. I think he gave up four more in the second, so it was really over at that point but I lost two units on that play. Then in that fourth spot, I wavered back and forth. Do I stick with Vamber Valdez, who got pushed back from Thursday to Friday? I had him on the Thursday card, pulled him off the Friday card. Of course, he shuts out the Angels in the first five. I would have cashed the ticket. In his spot, I put Shohei Otani. And once again, Otani, well, he gives up two in the first. I had the under two and a half. Heavily juiced at a minus 160. Then he pitches well in the second, third, and the fourth. In the fifth, things are looking good. Gets the first guy out. Gets the second guy out. Then, on a 3-2 count, I'm one strike away from victory. He walks him. Then he gives up a hit. Gives up another hit. And, of course, I lose back in Otani with two down in the fifth inning yet again. I was in that same spot last week when he pitched against the Marlins. Lost three units on the game. I think this season, I have now lost seven or eight units back in Otani, just one out away from victory. He may be the worst pitcher in baseball when it comes down comes to two down in the fifth inning. He has absolutely killed me this year. Yeah, I continue to bet him. It's my fault, but oh boy, I just can't believe how bad my luck has been. 
with Otani, one out away from victory. I'll update the show notes with the official results, but uh, before we get to the card for Saturday, uh, don't forget, I'm going to do that live Zoom meeting for anybody that wants to join. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can join at 10 o'clock Central. It might last 15 minutes. It might last a half hour. I don't know. It might be just two of us on there. It could be five of us on there. It could be 10. I have no idea, but if you want to see more about the Better Edge site, kind of have more of a detailed Q&A with me, go through some of the things I like about the site, don't like about the site, the way I typically bet things, even when I'm not trying to win a bet, I'm just trying to play both sides and try to middle things and break even or get some profit. Yeah, we'll go through all of those strategies that you can use on Better Edge, whether you want to be the player, you want to be the house, you want to create lines, you just want to use the lines on the site. I'll cover that all once again at the 10 a.m. Central Zoom meeting on Saturday. But now let's get to the card for Saturday. I don't know how I feel about it. After a losing day, I always lose a little confidence. The play I'm probably the most nervous about, I'm going to start with. It's the LA Angels at the Houston Astros. Christian Javier gets the call for the Astros. Six and one record on the season. 2.97 ERA, a 0.99 whip. Last three starts have been against the A's, the Brewers, and the Cubbies. He allowed just one run in each game. That's a good trend. One start at L.A. earlier this season. Went six innings, giving up two runs on just three hits. So that's pretty good. I don't like the two runs. I'm going to need it under that number in this one. Four appearances against the Angels last season. He pitched 16 innings, gave up four runs for a 2.25 ERA. Angel batters are a career, nine for 64 against Javier. That's a 141 batting average against L.A. ranks ninth in OPS against righties. They're the 10th highest scoring team on the road, but you can cue that music. I'm going to take good pitching over good hitting, so give me the L.A. Angels under the number in the first five. Next up, we head to Minneapolis and Target Field. It's the Cleveland Guardians at the Minnesota Twins. First two games of this series have been dandies. Yeah, one-run games both on Thursday and Friday. Sonny Gray is back on the bump for the Twinkies here on Saturday. A 4-0 record, a 1.94 ERA, and a 1.19 whip. After a 0.77 ERA in April, he finished the month of May with a 3.55 ERA, giving up two or more runs in four of five starts, including giving up three runs at Cleveland back on May the 6th. A 1.27 ERA at Target Field this season, Four starts against Cleveland last year. Not the best, though. 17 and a third innings, 10 runs allowed. Still, Cleveland ranks 29th in scoring this year. They're 29th in OPS against righties. I'm going to take my chances with numbers like that. Give me the Guardians under the number in the first five. Next up on the card, it's the Chicago Cubs at the San Diego Padres. So Yu Darvish goes for the Padres against his former team here. A 3-4 and four record on the year, a 4.61 ERA, a 1.20 whip. He finished the month of May with a 5.74 ERA, thanks to giving up seven runs over just two and two-thirds innings against the Yankees last time out. Home ERA is still above average with a 3.30, and he's always been good at home, which gives me some hope here. The Cubs rank 16th in OPS against righties. They're 15th in runs scored this year. Darvish has some really good starts on the resume this season. Six and two-thirds innings against the Dodgers, allowed just four hits. Two starts against the high-powered D-backs, allowing just one run in each game. Seven innings, one run, four hits against the Brew Crew. So I expect a bounce-back effort from the veteran in this one. 
hopefully similar to some of those really good starts. I'm going to play the Chicago Cubs under the number in the first five. Then the final game of the card for you. It's a tough one. It's the Atlanta Braves at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Spencer Strider will toe the rubber for the Braves, a 5-2 and two record, a 2.970 ERA, a 0.99 whip. 1.80 ERA in the month of April, a not-so-good ERA in May at a 4.01. Nothing was easy, and facing this D-backs lineup won't be easy either, either for Strider. A 2.83 ERA on the road this season. He faced the D-backs once last season, not his best day, went four and a third innings, giving up five runs. Arizona ranks sixth in OPS against righties. They're eighth in OPS at home, and they rank sixth in runs scored. All of that tells me I should actually like the price in this game. I'm hoping to get plus money with a guy on the hill that opponents are hitting just 180 against him lifetime. So give me the Arizona Diamondbacks under the number in the first five. So let's recap your card for a Saturday. I'm on the LA Angels under the number of the first five against Christian Javier. I'm on the Cleveland Guardians under the number of the first five against Sonny Gray. I'm on the Chicago Cubs under the number of the first five against Hugh Darvish. And I'm on the Arizona Diamondbacks under the number of the first five against Spencer Strider. So that's your card for a Saturday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.